Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Luke Hancock from the ACC Network will join us to talk a little ACC hoops at 2 p.m. It is a Wednesday, which means at 1.30 we've got the Cowan Gates Hokies update with Bill Roth. But joining us right now in studio, we've got uh, we've got Jeff Wicker and Rick joining us uh, to discuss the NFL Odyssey <laughs> confidence pool. Now, oh. Stubb has been charged with putting this pool together, and uh, the winner gets a $25 gift certificate to River City Roll. Oh, yeah. Not just a bowling alley, seasonal menu, great pizza, good beer, a great place to hang out with live entertainment on Friday and Saturday night. But joining us in studio are the two guys battling for last place in this confidence pool. <laughs> so what what went wrong, Wicker? Here's what went wrong. Detroit should have won that game. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. That's right? Detroit should have won that game. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, I, well, what happened was that the 49ers made some adjustments at halftime and Christian McCaffrey's a beast. Dude. I'm like, wow, how did that happen? Reality yeah. set in. That's what yeah. happened. It's reality. Is that what it is? It had to happen that so, way. So did, who did you pull on for on that one? Well, my picks for the uh, final four, it had nothing to do with football. I was only rooting for the Eminem versus Taylor Swift halftime show. Okay, there you go. <laughs> in which new single drops at the halftime show. Immediately goes to number one across the nation. Eminem's and got that painted black beard. Did that's you right. see that? God, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, so the the reason we brought you in is because we we send out the email asking if everybody wanted to join this confidence pool. First place gets a $25 gift certificate. Last place has to be an intern for the day on AWOD radio. And do you know there for a while, you were only one point ahead of me, and I'm thinking, oh, I've got to beat AWOD. I've got to beat AWOD. So that's where a lot of my picks were. I thought, well, i got to just go opposite him yeah. to, to get points. That's I, And then, of course, it didn't work out. Yeah. So if either of you guys lose in the Super Bowl – for this confidence pool, you have to be an intern for the day. Rick, oh, are you okay God. with that? I am, but now I want to pick the same thing he picks. Oh, you do? So well, that way, with, oh, if, well, if I lose, there, there'll we'll be two of us. I knew you guys were going to say that, so we've got an answer for that. Uh-oh. All right. So I think, I think we need to add a little more juice to this. All right. Okay. So okay. loser of this competition for the Super Bowl, all right, has to be an intern for the day. I mean, stop. This place is dusty. This place is all right. Dusty. You guys are going to be anti dusting this place. I've well, already bought new toothbrushes so you can scrub the floor. I mean, you're going to be janitors for the day. I hate to say it. Yeah. I'm an eat freak. Uh-huh. That's right up my alley. <laughs> I mean, I mean You're I, I, could, I could see. It. I, I could see last place right, right now. now. <laughs> if you want me to, I'll just start. Right <laughs> you got to see my studio. It's spick and span. <laughs> I love that. So I wanted to make it a little more juicy. So okay. the loser has to be interned for the day. Okay. The winner between you two. Uh-oh. We'll get another $25 gift oh, certificate no. in the city nice. roll. So, All right? so there's more go. on the line We here. can't pick the same team? So or? you can pick the same team, but here's what we're going to do. Points? You have to pick the winner. Okay. You have to pick the points. Yeah. Okay. And also MVP. three different player props All right, that we're oh, going to come wow. up with here okay. on the nice. spot. So, right. okay, uh, Stubb, can you provide both these guys with a sheet of paper uh, and a pencil? Can we do that here? Uh, We've got, got pens right here. He's got one sheet of paper. Here's here's for I need that one. He needs that one. He needs That's his notes. That's his notes. That's my notes. That's his notes. All right. So, what I want you to do, we'll start with this. Write down the winner of who you think will win the Super Bowl in Vegas right now. We're not going to reveal that yet on air. Stubb, can we get a little NFL theme music here for this? Okay. Got the winner. Taylor Swift is my pick. Oh, All right. yeah. 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 there you go. That's it. <laughs> All 
All right. Next question. Okay. All right. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Over or under 263 yards. 262.5 yards passing. Over Two, or under 262.5. What did he do in the last game against Stop, Kansas? Stop. What did he do last uh, game? It was not that high. It wasn't that I high. I know that. His completion. <laughs> his completion. I believe, it was, was, I believe it was somewhere around 220. Yeah. I can check real quick. Yeah. That's a tough one. I, All I right. hate to do this, but I'm going to go. Okay. All right. All right. Next up, we are going to go with receiving prop on Taylor Swift's boyfriend. All right. Travis Kelsey. Mm. Yes. All right. Over under 70.5 yards. 70.5 yards. 70.5 yards receiving. man. Over or under. Stubb, do you have a player prop you wanted to throw out there? Yeah, I will. Uh, Last game, heads up, he got 116. Yeah, I'm Okay. I'm going to say... Christian McCaffrey rushing over under 90. Over under 90. Christian McCaffrey hmm. rushing. It's it's at 90.5 on fan. Oh, wow. That was, were, that was off on the, the bucket. So wow. we'll give him the point five. So we'll say 90.5 right, sure. over under for Christian McCaffrey. Oh, man. And then third, the, the final prop here, we should do we should do a juicy one. Right? Wanna, okay. Okay. Yeah. What are you thinking? Anytime, anytime touchdown. You want to do one of those? No, no? That's, that's that's too that's tough. Too, that's that's too, tough. too tough. That's too tough. How about we? How about we do over the, under? Jason Kelsey makes it through <laughs> with <laughs> his shirt on. <laughs> we'll just do the points for the entire game. Points for the whole game. All right. Oh, so just, uh, okay. just the total the both, both points over under forty seven and a half. All right. Oh, so this is the man. combination of the 49ers and the Chiefs. The final score over forty seven and a half would be something it? like. 25-24. I want. I want in the Detroit game. What was that? What, what, what do you know? Uh, was that was a 65-point game. Yeah, that was a 65-point yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But the Chiefs Ravens was, was only 27. 27. It was 17-10. Mm, okay. Right. And so, I want to make a correction. Mahomes threw for 241. Threw 241. Week. But right. the over under sitting at 262.5. Yeah. So he'll need to have a better game than that. All, All right. right. So now we can reveal these one at a All time. Right. Here we will start with the player props <clears> and work our way up the. Over, under on total points. Rick, what are you picking? Under. Under. Oh, okay. Mark that down. Okay. All right. Mark I'm, that down. And I'm going over. And he's so, going over. Yeah, so, okay. so we yeah. know already we that have is, a... That is for one point on yep. the line. We'll go. add up the amount of points that you get for okay. each of these right. bets. The next one was Christian McCaffrey. Over, under, 90 and a half yards. Rick, we'll start with you. Under. You're going under. Why are you going under? Because I have a feeling the Chiefs will go out early. And if McCaffrey is used, it'll be passing yards. Mm, good point. Yeah, they do love to throw to him. They love to throw. They him. love that's to true. throw to him. I'm going over. You're going over. I'm going over. So that's two right there, where they're on the <laughs> opposite is, side of opposite. it. This is juicy. Over. Who's going to be an over. intern for the day on AWOD Radio? Oh, yeah. Boy. All right. The other prop was Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Yes. What are you thinking, Rick? Over. He was 11 for 11 on targets. Yeah. <clears throat> last week, so it's got to be over. Yeah. Okay, so we're both over. You're both over, both over on, on that one. Okay. All right. Even. All right. I actually kind of think that. The Niners are going to make sure that he doesn't have as good of a game. I mean, he just and destroyed yeah, the I'm Ravens. I'm afraid of that. Yeah. But I'm no, but over. Baltimore did a, a good job on him last week. I have a feeling 49ers could do the same thing. Don't let him beat him deep. Yeah. Let him have dink and Right, d- the little dink, dink and, and dunk d- yards. Yep. So I think I think that's where they're going to do the same thing. Yeah. Yep. All right. And then we've got Patrick Mahomes over under 262.5 passing yards. I'm saying over. You're saying over? Under. Under. Okay. All right, so they've All gone right. the opposite so way gone, on yes. three different bets. Yeah. Now let's get to the big game. We've got the Bud Light big week next week, broadcasting live from Radio Row in Vegas. Make sure you're locked to 910 The Fan. Rick, who are you picking? 
Travis Kelsey's girlfriend's favorite team. <laughs> He's going Chiefs. Me too. You're going Chiefs going as well. Chiefs all right, well. so that won't decide the winner, but the player props will. Yes, they will. Yeah, yeah. So this and, will be good. We cannot have a tie, right, Stubb? No, since it's three. Yeah. Since, yeah, they, three. since they separated on three of the five, yeah. there yeah, cannot so be a tie. There will not be a tie. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I'm rooting for Wicker because he likes to clean. Yeah, like, and this place so is rooting, so dirty. Have you seen my desk, desk right? I mean, my this place is grimy. <laughs> I mean, look at this. We got like random. What are we doing with the TJ Fridays menu in here? I look at that every now and then. Do, do you? I do. Just yeah, get you, you fired you, up for you. You open food. a window in here. You, it's particles everywhere. Yeah, right? <laughs> the visibility goes Why down. Why would you open a window in here? Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed Who's to smell like a locker room. For here, I'm not rooting for them, but I'm picking the Chiefs. Okay. Oh, but between these two, yeah, yeah, between these two, I think I'm also rooting for Wicker to lose for the same reason. Yeah, I'm, I could, afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid. I mean, if San Francisco comes out and dominates, I'm losing this thing yeah. big time. Well, let me ask you this. When was the last time you had an intern working on your station? Oh, gosh. It's been pre-pandemic. Yeah. What yeah. was the craziest thing you ever made your intern do? Oh, gosh. Don't even, I mean, we used to send... There was one of my favorite things we did. I forget why we did this, but we sent him out with a fan, like a, you know, like a, a blowing fan, uh-huh. and let listeners throw eggs into the fan and get it all over there. <laughs> and I forget... I forget what it was. I forget That's what. such a good bit. It, you know, that was with Skip. You know yeah, Skip. Yeah, yeah. That was with yeah, Skip. That's how Adam's going to make me do that. I forget yeah. what the heat. It was one of those egg on the face kind of things. He lost yeah. some bet. Yeah. And we threw the egg. That's so oh, funny. Oh, and the listeners loved it. Oh, man. <laughs> well, when I was an intern, the number one thing I had to do was get coffee and tea for all well, the there hosts. there you go, Sam. Right? All right, but so you guys will have to be getting us some nice coffee. We're yeah, gonna send you on a Dunkin' Donuts sure, run we'll do or we'll something do like that. Stop. We'll what are you thinking? What can we? What can we make these fellow interns do? I do here? like the coffee run. Yeah. Obviously, some dusting could be done around here. Yeah. I'll help you before or after the coffee. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I do a lot of the the intern work around here. Maybe oh, maybe I'll right. figure out something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, you this is your maybe they could post the podcast. Right? Ooh, that'd yeah. be nice. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast. No, this, this they, is going to be write, a ton of fun. They so. can write the podcast description yeah. for me. Ooh, I, I don't picking? like doing. I didn't hear who you were picking <laughs> to win this. Yeah, the big game or to win between you guys? No, no, not between <laughs> us. The big game. The big game. It's going to be hard for me to pick against the Chiefs. They've, yeah, they've been okay. there. They've got it done before. Now this is a rematch from 2020. Chiefs won 31 20. But in that game, the Niners had a chance to win it, missed on a deep pass. Uh, so it's right. it's pretty much even. Plus, the Niners now have better quarterback in Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah, so they've, they've improved. Whereas Kansas City, yeah, I think you could argue Mahomes has gotten better, Kelsey's gotten better, but they lost uh, Tyreek Hill from that team. Okay, all right. Uh, and a few good defensive players, too. So I, I think it's going to be a great game. It should be. I think yeah. it's going to be a good game, too. Yeah, I think it's going to be a ton of fun. I know you think I'm going to lose this thing, though. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> when can people hear you on your sta- on your station, Wicker and Wild? I am on Monday through Friday from 530 to 10 on Mix 98.1. All right, call in and tell Wicker you're rooting for him to win the Odyssey <laughs> NFL Confidence Pool. Rick, thanks so much for thanks stopping so much, by, man. man. We appreciate, appreciate it. Go Rams. Got to bounce back on Saturday. Uh, it's a big game uh, for many reasons, not just pride, but the entire season depends on this because if they lose this game then the confidence not only of the team but the fans goes out the window yeah no really it's a big one it's a big one for the city yep vcu hosting the richmond spiders i'm adam epstein you're listening to awad radio on the fan welcome back i'm adam epstein you're listening to awad radio here on the new sports radio 910 the fan now at 105 one FM. We'll talk local sports in Richmond, Virginia with Gary Hess as we drive down Richmond Highway with the Czar. That's coming up at 2.15. Bill Roth for the Cowan Gates Hokies update at 1.30. 
And then going around the NFL at 115. Phone lines are open throughout the show. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Yesterday during the show, we found out live that Ben Johnson was not going to be coming to Washington. In fact, he decided to stay in Detroit, stay loyal to the Lions, and continue his contract and his role as the offensive coordinator. So if, ben, if not Ben Johnson, then who? It's the question of the day on the Richmond Commander. It's time for the Richmond Commander. Are you ready for some- The phones are open. It's your chance to be the quarterback of this segment. There's something I like to say. Every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, the Richmond Commander. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. Who do you want to be the next head coach of the Washington Commanders? 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Stubb, did you feel like yesterday you had a Ben Johnson hangover? Right? Like, we hyped him up so much, and then he wasn't interested in the job, and it just kind of felt like... We drank a lot of beer and we're just kind of sitting there drunk. I mean, I yeah. didn't know what to think. Like mentally, yeah, it was right? it was a slap to the face. Because we hyped him up for so long. The guys were literally in flight. Yeah, I, I think they're for, in midair. For weeks I was like, oh, Ben Johnson's Washington head coach. Yes. Like I just I right. was, I was with watching that. the Lions games, like salivating over the fact that that was gonna be our next offensive coordinator. I was watching the Lions games taking notes on my phone and on my laptop about the certain plays that I liked and the certain formations that I really thought would be successful in Washington. Ooh, Amon Ross St. Brown can do that? Yeah, I think Terry McLaurin can do that too. I mean, Jameer Gibbs can do this? Yeah, Brian Robinson Jr. can catch the ball out of the backfield. I was watching Lions games assuming that that was our next head coach. And you know what happens when you assume. You make an ass out of you and me. Well, Ben Johnson made an ass out of himself. I don't know how he handled that situation so bad. How do you not inform the commanders that you're staying in Detroit before they board the flight? The flight. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. And I agree with uh, J.P. Finley. I think that's going to come back to bite him when he ends up trying to get a head coaching opportunity in the future. Not if he plays. Not if he does as good. Maybe. I I do think people are going. I think. People change their their thoughts of him outside of football, right? Like, is he a good leader of men? A leader of men doesn't lead people yeah. to believing that you're going to interview them. I think it depends on on how this story kind of settles nationally. Obviously, all here, we're we're in a bit of a, a, a making a muck about it. Yeah, but I, maybe if if people are like, oh, he's loyal and he cares about his family and whatnot, it's not going to look bad. Yeah, twenty twenty four. Awad's the year of the girlfriend. <laughs> Everybody in the NFL is being loyal. How yeah, about that? Guess Bobby so. Slowick staying in Houston. I was also interested in him, right? The young offensive mind that was on the staff in 2012. So now it looks like it's going to be a defensive-minded uh, coach. Here's what I would advocate for. I want the commanders to go through this process again. Yep. Look, there's only you know two vacancies left, Washington and Seattle, all right? So it's not like it's a race, you yep. know? Why don't we open it back up, all right? Open up the search. And interview some more offensive minds. We only have defensive-minded guys left. You know, you never got to interview Ben Johnson. You never got to pick his brain (laughs) about what's working offensively in this league. We should be speaking to the best young offensive minds in football. That being said, I'm rooting for Belichick right now. I I don't even, I don't think that's possible. And (laughs) several reporters who are like John Kime, check John Kime's Twitter. It's like every day he's tweeting for the thousandth time. Bill Belichick is not coming to Washington. Stubb, you might advocate for that. I'm advocating for it. I don't think it's happening. (laughs)
If you want to chime in, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. Let's go to the phone lines. We've got Gene in Richmond. What's going on, Gene? Hey, hey, what? How you doing? How you guys doing, man? Doing pretty good. Wednesday. Good, good, man. I just want to say that did I miss something? Is is EB gone from the commanders? No, Eric Bieniemy still uh, he's still under contract, Uh-oh. and and they interviewed him Uh-oh. for the head coaching job, and he is he's a possibility. The thing is, Gene is, right. did he do enough this season for you to believe that he earned that head coaching opportunity? Uh, no, yeah. but I think um, my 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 thought process is, um, you know, you, you work with what he had with what he had, yeah, and. I'm in the mindset of why not a defensive minded head coach again? Keep EB in place. If you're not going to promote him to head coach, you keep him in place. Yeah. Um, I think he's a good coach, a good offensive mind, and, you know, you don't throw, throw it all away. Um, so Gene, so Gene, I, let me to... let me let me say my take here, and I'm going to let you respond. All right, because I I agree with you. I've been an EB fan. All right, I, I've been a coach Eric Bieniemy fan since his time in Kansas City. I fell in love with him when he came to DC, and every time he spoke, I was inspired. And this guy's a leader. And from the first moment moment where he talked to Terry McLaurin, I was like, man, this guy's going to be spectacular as a head coach one day. And throughout the season, I I loved some of the play calls. And I would argue to guys like Michael Phillips, I had this argument on the show, that Eric Bieniemy was held back by Ron Rivera, and also the fact that the defense was 32nd in the league. So it's hard to judge him as an offense coordinator when the defense was that bad. But then the devil's advocate of it would be simply, he didn't like to run the ball at all. All he did was throw. And that's not how you win in this league. That's right. That's right. You, yeah. you got to run the ball. Um I tell you, it, it's, you know, people say, to your point about the offensive play calling, people say, well, you know, how, you know, the offensive line and this and that. But, I mean, I, I guess you guys watched the same game I watched. When the, when Jacoby came in with the same line, yeah. the man threw, the man had over 100 uh, QB rates. Right. You know, in, in two series. So, you know, take a step back. You know, we, we're on the right trajectory, I do believe. And I am going to get in the market for some season tickets because I think... Um, we, I, I we do think now's there. the time to buy stock. And, and you're absolutely right about Jacoby Brissett. The offense was completely different with him at the helm. Stop it. They look good. When when I think about Jacoby Brissett's run, I just think about that Rams game where they spent eight minutes on the one-yard line. Yeah. And that makes me think Eric Bieniemy more than anything. I think that that was the low point for the commanders that season. You know, I think... Go ahead. He's got a little cute sometimes. Yeah. He's got a little cute sometimes. You know, a little cute cute. <laughs> but I think, you know, it's, it's, a, long, it's, a, it's a learning process, going, going process. So, go yeah. commander. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, good yep. stuff, Gene. We appreciate you chiming in. 833-804-0910. I have said before, I'll say it again, I would not be upset if Dan Quinn was hired as the head coach. I, I love the job he has done in Dallas, and I thought he was tremendously successful in Atlanta. I mean, the freaking Falcons made the Super Bowl with Matt Ryan. So if Dan Quinn's the head coach, he's got good connections around the league, but I wouldn't be mad if Dan Quinn was the head coach and Eric Bieniemy was the offensive coordinator. With that being said... 
I don't want to start Sam Howell or Jacoby Brissett again. I yeah. want to draft a quarterback. That, that because makes sense. I just I look at this and I say, what is the ceiling with Dan Quinn and Eric Bieniemy and the two quarterbacks we have on the roster right now? Nine wins. Nine wins ain't got you playing for the Lombardi. Yeah. Right? It's... And uh, I just think anytime you get the number two overall pick, you have to swing for the fences. You've got to try to get a Joe Burrow or a Josh Allen. And you want to pair that guy with a young offensive mind. So uh, it, I wouldn't be upset if they ran it back with Dan Quinn and Eric Bieniemy. I would be upset if they ran it back with Dan Quinn, Eric Bieniemy, and Sam Howell. Yeah, I, I'm losing my hope for Kirk 2.0 if it's Dan <laughs> Quinn EB. I, right. I don't think we're doing that. I think that's going to be a full start over, get a draft a QB, which I don't want. Yeah, and and there is something, too, that Josh Harris was a trust-the-process guy in Philadelphia. He might be looking at this as more of a long-term project. I still think Michael Phillips called this, that by the time the Commanders have a new stadium, they will have a new name. And by then, they will be a contender. And so this could be a three- or four-year process where, hey, why don't we give Eric Bieniemy a shot to be the offense coordinator again with a Dan Quinn? We can blow these guys out in two years and try again. You know, I, I think that, look, they've got the number two overall pick. They've got five draft picks in the first 100. It's going to take 10 to 15 draft picks for them to get the talent level that San Francisco and Kansas City has. It's not an overnight fix. They've got a lot of money in free agency, but you need to build through the draft. I think it's going to take multiple years of drafts. We might be facing another low win season. Oh, yeah. I I, I think that eight is probably our high for next year. And get ready for that. Yeah, (laughs) get ready for it. But uh, but Gene's ready to buy season tickets. Hey, I'm all in on, on FedEx having a home field advantage again. We haven't had that, it feels like, in 20 years. Or at least we had that one year in 2012. RG3 got everyone excited, and then after that, it was garbage once again. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan. Phone lines are always open, 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, 910 The Fan. We'll be headed out on the road, MP on location, and AWOD on the road, Vegas, for the Bud Light Big Game Week, presented by Bud Light. Five live shows from Las Vegas. It's going to be a ton of fun, and you can actually bet on these early prop bets. How about this one right now, Stub? On the line right now to win your $5 back that you owe me. Coin toss. Is it going to be head or tails? <laughs> well, there is that that slight statistic uh, favorability to heads. Well, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's what? 51-49. No, it's not. Yeah. Was one of the sides weighs more? No, it doesn't. Yes, it is. That is such a lie. No, it's not. One of no, the sides weighs more. I, I, I took statistics in class that it's it's exactly even. No, they, they did not teach you that. In, that no, it, they did. The, the coin the is more, not weighted and evenly. And the more you flip it, if there's more heads coming up, it doesn't change the probability. The statistics no, stay I know. the same. I, I know, but it's a slight, like a slight favorability to heads. I mean, that just seems unfair. I agree. But I, I'm just saying you that's think how, you think coins that, aren't. You made, think all of okay. the coins that the NFL so flips the NFL, are lopsided? The NFL might have might grab non-standard issue coins. Yeah. Like if you if you take a quarter and flip it, uh-huh. that's uneven. Really? Yeah. I've never heard of this before. This if if you think Stubb is making this up, call in right now. 833-804-0910. The, the NFL might get a more evenly weighted I, disc. I would assume that they're going to make it fair. <laughs> so you're taking me. You're taking heads. I'll take heads. Have I'll you have heads. never heard of Tails Never Fails? No. <laughs> You've never heard that before? Oh, oh you're so kidding. you have you have a, 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 a 
I'm a, a tails phrase. guy. I'm a tails and guy. I have, I have math. You have math. I have a phrase. I'm taking tails. We'll put the five bucks on the no, line. No, I'm not doing that. All right, we're betting. putting the five dollars on the line. I'm not putting five dollars on the line You already owe me five dollars. I'll give you five dollars. I'm not giving you another right, five dollars on I'll put coin it, I'll put it on FanDuel. All right. All right Sign up. Promo code AWOD. <laughs> All right. Let's go around the NFL here on NFL Hits. Every regular season matchup. Every head coach on the hot seat. The hit stories in the NFL. NFL Hits on AWOD Radio. All right, so the big story in the NFL yesterday was loyalty. That was the big loyalty. word everyone used, loyalty. Ben Johnson staying in Detroit, Bobby Slowick staying in Houston. In fact, the quarterback's coach in Houston was getting interviews. He decided to stay in Houston as well with C.J. Stroud. So we wanted to break down right now just what exactly went down yesterday. What the hell happened? How did we get to this point where Washington... This advisory board, Josh Harris, I'm calling him the Jedi Council, he put together. They did a great job to grab Adam Peters, the hottest name candidate out there to be the GM. They're on a plane mid-flight to Detroit when they're notified that Johnson was taking his name out of the running and would be returning to Detroit. How the hell did we get to this point? How did Washington get fooled so badly, thinking that Johnson was interested? Did it come down to money? Was it power? Was it the talent that he has in Detroit? Was it the situation with Adam Peters coming in here and Ben Johnson knew that Adam Peters would have the final say? Since when was loyalty his top priority? Well, let's take a listen to what some of the national pundits think. We'll start with Pat McAfee breaking it down on his show. Ben Johnson will be back with Detroit next year. Unfinished business, says the offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions, who for the last two coaching hiring cycles has seemingly been the bell of the ball but has not taken a job. The Carolina Panthers allegedly wanted him very bad two years ago. He said no. This particular offseason, he was linked to the commanders heavily. Now he is informed. MCDC. Aaron Glenn, what? Jared Goff, J-Mo. I don't want to roll through all the weapons. Laporta, Dibbs, Montgomery, Reynolds, Amon Ross, St. Brown. And said, boys, we got close, but we didn't get the job done. Let's run it back. And if Aaron Glenn stays, this is something that none of the Lions fans could have expected, especially with the year that they had this year. All season long, Ben Johnson was gone. Aaron Glenn was gone. I can't believe this is happening. This is the difference between the same old Lions and the brand new Lions. We are building something very, very special. I think the Lions are going to be around for a very long time. This is awesome. I assume, so, I assume Sheila Ford Hamp had to bump up. Sure. For sure. She did last year, I so I assume she will be doing So I totally understand season. unfinished business, right? Like, that part of it I understand. Yeah. The Lions are so young. Sam, They just drafted Sam Laporta, right? He's they just great. drafted Gibbs. Amon Ross St. Brown is young. They're so talented, right? Yeah. Hutchinson on the defensive side of the ball basically a defensive player of the year they're gonna run it back so i understand that side of like ben johnson's thinking what i don't understand is the commander side of it right like how did they not look at this and think well, there's a chance ben johnson could decide to stay in detroit how do we not have more offensive coordinator options out there this is where we view things differently okay i i don't think that they had all we're all in on ben okay we're all in an offensive I think that they he was a top candidate. Yeah. But I, I don't think that this was a complete blindside leading to a scramble that, that well, a lot of people did. think it. I think the the fan base has gotten so Ben Johnson sided that we thought that they were like that. Yeah. But I don't 
I don't know if they were like that. That's a good point. And they did. They didn't say offensive minded or defensive minded. Yeah, they they said never said that. Leader of men. Yeah. Leader of men. We just were convinced that Ben Johnson was a good leader of men. Yeah, I think this is our expectations leading Versus us the to reality. believe that they were going this way, but maybe they never planned on Ben Johnson. Yeah, we'll find out, I guess, as more uh, gets uncovered. Brady Quinn from CBS Sports had, had a good take on this. Brady Quinn, uh, Notre Dame quarterback, longtime NFL QB, handsome human being. Let's take a listen to Brady Quinn. Well, look, just from having a small cup of coffee and being around Ben Johnson back in 2014, I mean, I'd say he's a pretty pragmatic guy. He understands the decisions that he's making, why he's making them. And I think in this particular case, he probably looked at both situations and then think it was in his best interest to move on and take that opportunity to become a head coach. You know, Pete's going to talk about strike while the iron's hot. That's for someone who's more smoke and mirrors. Ben Johnson's legit. We've seen it now for a couple of years as a play caller. Uh, he's going to be one of the brightest minds, at least offensive minds, in this league for quite some time. He'll continue to get head coaching opportunities. I think what he's probably realized more than anything else is it only takes one year. And one of these owners can move on from you in a heartbeat. And so you want to make sure you're comfortable with the situation that you're going to professionally and personally. And clearly, he feels like he's in a good spot now. And there's no reason to take a job that he doesn't feel comfortable with right now. So this is huge for Dan Campbell, huge for Jared Goff, huge for the Detroit Lions, trying to keep that continuity as they head into next year and trying to make another Super Bowl run because the NFC North division is going to be more difficult. That's a good point because it almost makes me feel like Ben Johnson, you know, this postseason – this season as a whole was such a big confidence booster for him. Like yeah. everyone viewed it as, oh, he's the heir apparent to be the next head coach and one of the you know vacancies around the NFL. But this guy saw the national attention he was getting, and everyone's watching his play calling and thinking, wow, it's so successful. I think it was just a confidence booster for him to go out and keep doing it. Right? Like he, I think he thinks after this coaching cycle. Well, I'm going to be wanted for the next three years because of all the film that I put on tape from this season. Yeah, and, and Washington's an unknown. Right. It's a new owner. It's everything. It's a new, new quarterback. It's a new team. Right. He wants There's a Super Bowl. There's going to be a new name. There's going to be yeah. a new stadium. He, he wants a Super Bowl. I, and I think he probably heard the interviews where Ron Rivera said, part of the job I was babysitting. Right? I wasn't just being a coach. I had to deal with PR stuff. I yeah. had to deal with the name change. You know, and... Detroit's not as big as a media market as Washington, D.C. No. <laughs> I mean, they would have destroyed him after any loss, you know. Yeah. So, so uh, But I, for me, I, I, think I, I think this is what Ben Johnson's mindset was. Was At first, it was like, wow, I love this national attention. I think I'm going to get a good job offer. To the point where it was, man, look at this national attention I'm getting. I really am the SHI blank, you know. <laughs> I think that's what he, 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 he thinks he's the, he's the only thing uh, that smells around him. It's him. He smells good. That's what he's thinking. Is that so? He's the, you think he's got an ego problem? Oh, I think I think that this was the biggest ego boost. I mean, does he not sound like he has an ego problem? Oh yeah, you're you're mid flight. Yeah, don't even worry about coming here. Uh, I'm not gonna take the job. Don't interview me. Yeah, you can talk to Aaron Glenn. That's fine. He's gonna stay in Detroit too. But like, I don't need to tell you earlier in the day. I can wait until you're mid flight because I've got a big ego. I tell you what, if we're a Detroit radio station, yeah. we're psyched right oh, now. Oh, they're this so is, fired up. This is they're a so great fired day up. to yeah. be a Detroit fan. Yeah. I want to hear what Pete Prisco of CBS Sports had to say about the latest with Ben Johnson staying with the Lions. 
I'm Chris Hassel. We have Pete Prisco with us as well. Pete, how do you make sense of this? You don't. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's just a weird situation because one of two things happened. Either he found out he wasn't getting either of those two jobs, which I don't think is the I case. I don't believe that part. Or he Pause feels like second. he's not ready that was, to take That was going on yesterday on social media. It was like it was like the commanders leaked that, yeah, we didn't want Ben. We informed <laughs> no, no. him that we weren't interested. That is just such okay. a lie. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, that, but I saw several people were running with it, right? Like, like Michael Phillips said, Adam Schefter tweeted that the money spooked some people. And then he followed it up by saying, well, well it didn't come down to the money. Yeah, if you're not tuned into this as a Washington fan and, you, oh, someone says, oh, they didn't want him. You're yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, then you move on. You didn't hear, you know, everyone on the radio wave saying it's going to be Ben Johnson for three weeks. Right. And then it's not. And then it's not. And they don't even get to interview him. <laughs> I think that's the part that trips me up so much is that I kind of like looked at Josh Harris so far as this unbelievable owner that got the GM everyone wanted, put together the advisory board. They knocked on doors that other teams weren't knocking on. Right. Like we were getting interviews that not every team was getting around the NFL. Yeah. Last year, Ben Johnson denied interviews this year. He said yes to the commanders. And he changed his mind. Then he changed his mind when they were on their way to Detroit. It's unbelievable. If you want to chime in, give us your thoughts. Why did Ben Johnson turn down the commanders? 833-804-0910. And who does Washington turn to next? 833-804-0910. Radio here on the new sports radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105 1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show. 833 804 0910. 833 804 0910. It is Wednesday at 2 15, which means it's time to bring in the czar, Gary Hess. What's happening, man? What's good, man? Yeah, it's uh, it's exciting time. Is it time for the game yet? We got what. Ten more days of hype. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and five days of live shows from Vegas. Yeah, I can't wait to hear you guys out there. Yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun. So let's get in the car and drive. How are the roads looking? Get out of the way, damn it. Time for a drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess, sports director and the voice of high school football in Richmond, Virginia. I understand there's traffic. You need to plan for that. Let's drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess on AWOD Radio. So I know, I know, Gary, a lot of people were rooting for the Lions, and locally here in Richmond, a lot of people were rooting for the Ravens just because of the distance, but I think we got the best matchup for this Super Bowl with the Chiefs against the 49ers, a rematch from 2020. Yeah, I um, and I picked both of these games correctly, which I don't do much correctly anymore, <laughs> but I did pick both these games correctly. I've, I've pretty much decided I'm done picking against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Um, he just has that it factor when, 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 when things are really on the line, and he showed that. I mean, and and I think Andy Reid's a part of it too. I think Andy Reid's a big part of it. I mean, he's just cool and calm. You know, the Ravens' defense was the story coming into this game, and rightfully so. I'm not saying that was the wrong story. Their defense had been next level good. They completely dismantled the 49ers, and the Chiefs went straight down the field and scored. Then, um, the second time they got the ball, they went down the field again took over nine minutes off the clock, and you're well into the second quarter, and it's now 14-7, and the defense is reeling. And uh, it is um, it was a statement. And then they kind of changed their philosophy in the second half. They're like, we got a 10-point lead. We're going to run the ball. We're going to play ball control. 
and Lamar Jackson can't beat us standing on the sideline next to John Harbaugh. Yeah, I mean, they changed the Ravens' game plan. The The Ravens wanted to play for, with a lead so that they could run the ball. Instead, they're playing from behind. And the, the Ravens' defense stepped up in the second half, didn't yeah. allow the Chiefs to score, but it was too much of a deficit, and the offense had to deal with the Chiefs' defense. Ran the ball five times. Yeah. Yeah, running backs, carried, handed off to running backs five times. That's, yeah. that's not the Ravens' formula for victory. Yeah, and the thing is, is I didn't think that the play calls were that bad. They just missed opportunities, like Zay Flowers diving into the end zone. Like, what are you doing? You know, the taunting penalty. Um, you know, Lamar had a few unbelievable scrambles and then couldn't set his feet before he throws. Right. The, t- you know, the taunting penalty is a great example of, you know, you're down 10 points. Right. You're trying to get back in just the game. Just shut up. <laughs> just shut up. You know, there's a time for thumping your chest and celebrating, and that wasn't it. It was, it was, it was really bad form. And then they change quarters, and he goes right down and fumbles. And what a great play that was uh, to knock the ball out as he's diving into the end zone. A friend of mine who's an assistant coach, high, assistant high school coach locally, well known name in the high school community, posted on social media. He's like, he's like, never, ever dive yeah. unless it's fourth down. Yeah. And so many players make that mistake. Sticking the ball out, you know, yeah, you just. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And so it was just like uh, the team that deserved to win one, and uh, the team that's been the best team in the AFC in the playoffs is in the Super Bowl. No doubt about it. It's Gary Hess with us here as we drive down Richmond Highway with the Czar and the Sports Director here on WRNL nine ten the Fan. So let's get to some college hoops here. You are our. Resident ACC insider tonight, Notre Dame at Virginia from John Paul Jones Arena. So Notre Dame, as I look at my ACC standings, is 14th out of 15 teams, two and seven in conference, uh, seven and 13 overall. One of those two wins was against UVA in South Bend yep. by 20 points or something like that. It was an absolute beatdown, I believe, on like New Year's weekend. It was like it was almost anonymous, like something nothing's going on. All of a sudden, you look at the scores and like, whoa, what in the world happened? In they South had a Bend? ton of threes, and so um, you know, Virginia is a different team at home. They have gotten a road win now, but this is a game I would expect Virginia, and they have kind of morphed a little bit. You know, Tony Bennett's doing Tony Bennett things. He's got those, uh, he's, you know, Jordan Miners emerged. They've got more yep. players emerging. They, you know, roles are being more defined. Blake Buchanan emerged again. Uh, you know, they're, 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 the guys, the newcomers to the program are starting to get it a little bit. Beekman's, you know, still a stud. And Ryan Dunn is emerging as an absolute star. So, you know, I'm not saying Virginia, you know, but they are starting to work their way back onto the uh, NCAA bubble on these bracketology yeah. things. Yeah. And, you know, they're going to have to keep winning to make the tournament. But, uh, you know, you look at the AC standings and, oh, tied for third. There's UVA. Yeah. And so uh, they've got to keep going. They only play Duke and Carolina both once each, and they're both late in the season. So they need to take uh, care of business in this part of the schedule uh, if they want to get into that bracket conversation. Yeah. I mean, the who's just taken form. Winners of four straight could make it five in a row tonight. Uh, you're so right. I mean, they were two and three. The bottom half of the standings, now they're number three, ahead of Florida State, who's fourth, ahead of Wake Forest, ahead of NC State, and a lot of these teams are going to be on the bubble. Now I like UVA's chances 
uh, towards the end of the season. Let's move over to By the, the way, Hokies. real quick, the interesting thing about bracketology is the third. they only have three ACC teams in. Right. Duke and Carolina, the third team's Clemson. Clemson's four and five in the league. Now their non-conference bracket, uh, uh, resume is strong. But I, I do think that number's going to get up to four or five I do by too. the end of the season. I Plus do too. conference play, you know, uh, conference tournament play. You know, let's just say Virginia Tech wins it. Oh, yeah, then maybe they get a six team in. The ACC always finds a way to double up their teams towards the end of the season. By the way, I'm pretty sure I'm right about this. Virginia, I believe, has the longest home court winning streak in the country. That is correct. And so that is on the line tonight against Notre Dame. I expect the Hoos to win tonight. So Hokies lost to Duke. Did you watch that game? 77-67. They I had saw, a chance there. I saw the second half. and Because okay, I watched the first, and they were close. So the here first. was the second half. The second half is... You know, Duke had a six-point lead, I believe it was, at halftime. And it'd get to four. Then it would go to ten. Then it would get to five. Then it would go to nine. It was like they, it was like a stiff arm in football. Mm. They just said, okay, we're going to hold you right here. And it got as high as 11. They got within three or four. They could never get any closer than that. Duke couldn't blow them away. And you get right there, and in the end, it's a ten-point game. And that was the case. Duke played great defense on Couture and um, Padula. And Padula. And if you play great defense on those two guys and they don't make threes, the Hokies are going to be offensively challenged. Yeah. And, and then for the Hokies, they just didn't do a good enough job defending Duke's playmakers. Proctor, Filipowski, they both had huge games um, for the Blue Devils. So next up will be February 3rd at Miami. You know, We talked about this last week. This is a tough stretch of the season for the Hokies. It is a tough stretch of the season. You know, uh, we would expect Virginia to win tonight. Going to be a very important Saturday for the Hoos and the Hokies as the uh, Hokies head to Coral Gables to face a Miami team. It's not going to be very happy after losing to NC State last night. I think it was NC State. Yeah, it was NC State. And uh, they're also going, to, and Virginia has to go play at Clemson. So that is going to be a Saturday's a big day for the state teams in the ACC. Speaking of the state teams, who would you claim right now is the best team in the state of Virginia? Ooh, wow. That is a great question. Um, this is probably going to be a little controversial, but I think when push comes to shove, if they played each other, I, I still think UVA would probably be the best team. I, I think when push comes to shove, you know, with Tony Bennett, but having said that, Chris Mooney has done a phenomenal job this year at Richmond. Yeah, uh, that it was a great atmosphere Saturday uh, watching them beat Dayton. The Spiders are in that conversation. Jordan King's been a phenomenal addition, um, and JMU is still in that discussion as well. Um, even though they've lost uh, three games, I think in the Sun Belt now. But uh, you know, Saturday is going to tell me a lot. How will the Spiders do at the Siegel Center with? Um, <laughs> after a couple of days that promised to be not very pleasant for the players after uh, for VCU after last night. Yeah, I mean, I, I said it earlier this year. I think you know VCU in the standings. It's going to be determined by these two games against Richmond. You win both of them, you could be a top four seed. You lose both of them, uh, you could be looking at a team that has to play on Thursday in the A10 tournament. Richmond seven and zero in the conference, fifteen and five. Now, do you think they're working towards? An automatic bid to the NCAA tournament, they're going to have to win the conference. I think that's to be determined. I think they are going to have to, you know, if they go, how many conference games do they play in the A10s? 16 or 18? I think it's 15 or 16. 16. Yeah. So if they go like 15 and 1 in the conference, say, 
and they beat VCU twice, and they got the win over Dayton. And I'm not saying that's going to happen. And if they lose to Dayton in the A-10 tournament final, maybe they get an at-large bid. But I think right now, I mean, Richmond's net ranking was in the 80s last I saw, even after beating Dayton. So I think the Spiders are going to look at have look at having to try to win that tournament. Um, uh, you know, then the question will be because Dayton's going to be in the tournament field one way or the other. You know. How's what's Dayton's approach to the conference tournament going to be? That's the czar, Gary Hess. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan. Let's drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess on AWOD Radio. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. I love our listeners. AWOD Army. Spider John calls in, trying to say hi to the Red Door guys. The guy who ended up won- winning the tickets, the Red Door guys were like, oh yeah, we recognize his name. He was like our, our frat brother at VCU, or he went to a- another fraternity that they partied with. It's just a, it's a good community yeah, here. Congrats to Thomas. Yeah. That was our winner. That's awesome. Uh, so, if you want to chime in, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. But we've been, we've been stuck in the sports world, uh, and so I did want to take this time right now to find out what's the latest in Hollywood and entertainment here on Netflix. Netflix, the best of streaming services, TV, movies, books, podcasts, and more. We've got you covered on Netflix. All right, joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, he knows a thing or two about Netflix and the streaming industries and entertainment industry strategist for Parrot Analytics, Mr. Hollywood on our show, Brandon Katz. What's going on, Brandon? How you doing, Adam? I'm doing good, man. Let me start hot fire here. What's the latest with my guy, Leonardo DiCaprio? (laughs) You know, after Killers of the Flower Moon, looks like he's taking a little break. He does have some projects on the horizon, but with Leo, it's always a mystery until the cameras start rolling because he's such a hot name in Hollywood. He's always attached to several different things at once. And I've learned, don't get too excited, don't get too invested, wait until cameras start rolling, then it's time to ramp up the anticipation. I wanted to ask, uh, this is Stubb here, uh, Adam's producer, I wanted to ask, with the Oscar uh, nominations are out, uh, do you feel like anything's been snubbed this year? I mean, I, I thought Greta Gerwig would get in for Best Director, but otherwise, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy overall with the nominations. I think a lot of the best films are nominated. I would have loved to personally have seen Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse get a Best Picture nomination as well as a Best Animated Feature, since there is precedent. Three films, three animated films have done so. So other than that, uh, you know, I'm not too stressed about it. Hey, Brandon, I got an interesting question for you. I- I've been watching True Detective Season 4. I personally love waiting a week for the next episode. What's the trend in the industry right now? Is it trending towards weekly, or is it just drop the whole season and let people binge? A great question that is so prescient to what's going on right now. Really, I think uh, it says it all that Netflix, after years and years and years of saying we're going to binge everything all at once, has more or less, for their biggest shows, really moved to batch releases, where they're releasing the first half one month, the next half another month. You're seeing other uh, uh, companies start to do either weekly release or more of those batched releases as well. So there is definitely a more economic benefit to spacing those out as opposed to dropping 10 episodes for us to all consume on one weekend. 
Have you been following the amount of Peacock subscribers after the whole Taylor Swift thing there that the NFL put the wild card game on Peacock and all the Swifties had their boyfriends download the app? Has it worked for Peacock? Well, they spent $110 million, Adam, just to get one NFL game, and it did drive about 3 million signups to Peacock. So that's a nice big number. Now, the real question is where you get into the actual did this work, did this not, is we're going to have to check in three, six, 12 months from now to see how many of those 3 million subscribers they actually kept. If they managed to keep a million, a million and a half or more, I'd say, you know what, not a bad thing, all things considered. But if it drops below that, well, that's a lot of churn, a lot of people canceling. And right now the expectation is that a lot of those three million are going to cancel pretty quickly. I wanted to ask, is there, are there any movies on the horizon that you're looking forward to or would recommend? I think I'm going to go see Argyle this weekend. Have you had a chance to check that out? Or is there anything else streaming that uh, we should look into? I haven't checked out Argyle, but I will say back in my reporter days, I was the one to drop the exclusive scoop about that movie. So I'm going to I'm going to toot my own horn right there now that you're giving me the platform. But there's a lot of interesting movies in 2024 coming out. The problem is, though, as of right now, there's only about 125 wide releases scheduled for 2024. That's about 10 less than 2023, which was already light on big wide release movies. And so what we're seeing is the, the production shutdown brought on by the dual Hollywood strikes, continued backlog from COVID production shutdowns. The theatrical movie industry, despite, despite still delivering really high quality products, is really suffering. And the less movies that go into theaters nationwide, the less money they make, the more the studios are, are cutting and firing people. So it's a really challenging year. But I, I recommend anyone who thinks there's a good movie out there, please go see it in theaters. It would help everybody. Brandon Katz with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Follow him on social media, Mr. Hollywood, at great underscore Catsby, entertainment industry strategist at Parrot Analytics. Uh, you know, we know you're a big sports fan as well, and Netflix certainly had a lot of success with their sports documentaries. Everyone talking about Drive to Survive. I've been watching Breakpoint. Loved quarterback. And then there was the announcement about an NBA show, but we haven't heard much about that since the original announcement. Do you know anything more about that and the future of sports on Netflix? I, I don't know any more about that, but as we saw recently with Netflix acquiring the rights, to WWE Raw and other WWE programming, they are still clearly moving more and more into the sports realm. And now while WWE is, quote, sports entertainment, it's scripted, it's not exactly sports, it is pretty darn close. So even though sports are massively expensive, Netflix has gone about it in the right way. Instead of just bringing out billions of dollars for sports rights up front, where there's nothing else to really keep people in your ecosystem, which you could say about maybe some of these other streamers. Netflix has spent a decade or more building out the back end to make sure they have a vast library. And now putting sports on top of the funnel is a great way to go about it. So I personally would expect Netflix to continue pushing more and more into that live event, live sports realm. So WWE, it, it may be the first of many moves for Netflix, potentially. Brandon, love having you on the show. Before we let you go, Jeremy Allen White, 32 years old, 
has all of a sudden become an A-list actor. I remember him as Lip Gallagher in Shameless and then stepped onto the scene as Carmi from The Bear. He had a role in uh, Iron Claw. Uh, he's a terrific actor now. What are the latest projects he'll be working on? Do you have any update on season three of The Bear? Season three of The Bear is going into production soon, if not already. So we should probably get season three around June, sometime mid-summer of this year. I'm personally ecstatic about that. I think The Bear season two was number one on my 2023 TV seasons list. So I cannot wait for more. Brandon, great stuff as always, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yep, that's Brandon Katz. Follow him on social media. Great underscore Katzby. I'm at AWOD Radio. Don't go anywhere. It's Grant and Danny coming up next.